What's cracking big dogs? I don't know what that thing was, like that little hand movement, but I really wish I knew how to do the robot. You know, like the street performers who do the robot. Those dudes are cool as hell. Like, I would never actually want to take the time to learn how to do it. But I, I just wish, I mean, like everything in life, I just wish I could do it really well without Abby, uh, having to put the fucking work in. But that's not how the world works, okay? Not how the world works. It's not how fantasy football works. You don't get to coast through 14 weeks and then just end up in the playoffs and the championships. The reason you're here, probably not because you listen to me, but probably because you did some good things outside of the things that I tell you to do. But I'm glad you are here hanging out with me today. It's Tuesday, which means rest of season rankings, risers, fallers coming into play we're looking at the running backs we're looking at the wide receivers that have moved the most up and down my rankings this week and i realized i didn't even welcome you bike to the channel to the headquarters my name is nicholas this is bdge big dogs gotta eat fantasy football i'm trying really hard not to hit this you like this cup this little glass i've been working on my home decor a little bit lately i realized like when i moved in here i looked at it as more of like a studio of course a recording studio i'm, like, I'm just gonna decorate it as if like i basically just put my brain how my brain works like shit you see on twitter i just i just put the way my brain works onto the walls like that's how it was like the big dog sticker there's like memes everywhere and shit like that and my ridiculous things and then as i'm like going to my sister's apartment and helping steve move into his apartment and i'm realizing like people decorate their apartments like normal people i'm like maybe i should fucking do that so i'm starting to get a little bit more into home decor as you could see we put a beautiful new bookshelf on the wall unfortunately i don't really read so i don't have a lot of books to put on there pretty fucking gnarly Whatever, fuck you guys. I'm proud of it. We're making some changes. We're making some changes to the Big Dogs team. Everybody's fired. Let's tuck our shirts in. Stop yelling and let's eat. Oh, the Big Dogs newsletter just went out. About two minutes ago, if y'all are not signed up, we do uh, an email newsletter every week. We are updating you on what's going on behind the scenes with the brand, the best things we've seen on Twitter, the best pieces of content that we've personally consumed on the team, and a whole lot of other shit. It's just a fun read. It's not really selling you on anything. It's just something to stay up to date with the brand and, and Twitter and fantasy football in general. So if you want to sign up for the weekly newsletter, which goes out every Tuesday morning, go to BigDogsFantasy.com. And on the top, you'll see a menu option that says newsletter. Y'all can sign up. From there, let's look at these running bikes. Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. He moves up seven spots. He moves up seven spots. And he's the number one running back rest of season. So if you do the math, he moved up from RB8 to RB1. Seven spots. Only because he was on the bye. Obviously, he was unhealthy. But he's going to be ready to go. He's going to be able to roll for the next three weeks. And he will as he's done the last few years, win fantasy championships. Now, I'm not going to cover every running back on this list from 1 to 36. Same thing with wide receivers. If you want the full list of rankings, you can go get them on patreon.com forward slash BDGE. We're just going to talk about the biggest risers and fallers again. Now, C-Mac, fully healthy. You're looking at the rest of the team, though. We've got DJ Moore on the COVID list. We've got Curtis Samuel as a close contact. Now, I believe DJ Moore tested positive, actually, for the virus. I believe... Curtis Samuel was just a close contact, so I'm not sure what the status is actually going to be for Sunday's game. I do believe this puts DJ Moore out of the game, and Curtis Samuel can return. Not positive. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on anything I ever say. So if any or all of these guys miss time, 
If, if, if they don't miss time, if they add players from the free agent market onto their team, it doesn't matter. His target totals are going to be massive going forward. C-Mac, RB1, they get Denver, they get Green Bay, they get Washington over the next three weeks. Denver is not a defense to be scared of anymore. Green Bay is a beautiful matchup for fantasy running backs. Washington's obviously a little bit tougher, but it's Christian McCaffrey, and he's tougher than a tougher defense. Also getting some questions recently, who the 101 is for next year. Next year's fantasy drafts, 2021, who is the 101? It's C-Mac. Missed a couple games, got a little hurt. He's still C-Mac. He's still averaging like 37 points a game when he is on the field. Don't get cute. Next, biggest risers. There weren't a lot more changes inside the top 10, so we dropped back to running back 12 and 13. We have David Montgomery and Kenyon Drake both moving up about five or six slots to running back 12 for David Montgomery, running back 13 for Kenyon Drake. And it's basically just pure workload at this point because you look around the uh, you look around the spectrum and you've got the guys like the Joe Mixons and the Antonio Gibsons who we'll get into. You have injured players. You have guys on the IR, Josh Jacobs, who would normally be like the featured workload guys and would be ahead of these guys who are getting the workload but not really efficient with it. But these guys get enough work that they're just kind of surpassing everybody else that has all these other red flags to do with them, okay? So Montgomery, running back 12, his matchups going forward, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. It's a beautiful three-game slate coming off bike-to-bike. Very good games, very productive games, over 23 half PPR fantasy points in two games in a row. Not something we're used to seeing from Demon. We don't usually see two good games in a row. We usually see like one good game every four games. We get excited and then he stinks again. But he's now gone over 100 yards from scrimmage in three of the last four games. He is getting all of the snaps, all of the touches in this backfield. And again, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. I will hammer that into your head like a fucking nail, like I hammered that damn bookshelf into the damn wall last night. Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Say it with me, baby. So since Tariq Cohen went down, he got hurt week three, didn't play in week four, okay? Since he went down in week three, Montgomery leads the NFL, leads running backs in the NFL in routes run per game. 30.1 routes he is running per game. The next closest guy is Zeke at 24. A massive drop-off. No one is running as many routes as David Montgomery is. So the passing work is there to stay. Maybe it's not efficient. Maybe it's kind of inconsistent. But he's on the field and running a ton of routes, so I expect that to continue to rise his floor up a little bit. So I can't wait for this to come crashing down, honestly, because prior to Sunday, Montgomery scored two rushing touchdowns on Sunday. Prior to that, he had two rushing touchdowns in his previous 18 games combined. Not a good look. And that's probably what's going to happen over the next 18 games. So sorry for everyone that starts him and he gets like six points three times in a row. Now we have Kenyon Drake. Honestly, he still hasn't been that great as a running back. When you look at the efficiency numbers and him just like avoiding tacklers and shit like that, Still not a great running back, but again, the volume is there. He's been the RB7. He returned in week 10. He returned in week 10 from the uh, the ankle injury. He's been the RB7 in fantasy, in half PPR, since he returned, okay? Top 12 in receptions. He is number six in rush attempts overall, four-game window, number six in rush attempts, second in red zone carries with 20, second in rushing touchdowns with four, and first with goal line carries. Number one over the last four weeks in goal line carries. He has 10 goal line carries in the last four weeks. There's an absurd number. That's like as many as he had, I believe, I believe he didn't even have that many last year combined. Now he's got it over the last four weeks. So he's getting the volume. He's getting valuable volume. He's getting the goal line touches. And uh, there's not much more you can ask for from a guy being ranked RB12, RB13. Now they do get the Giants. They get Philadelphia and they get San Fran. So none of those are pushovers when it comes to run defenses against fantasy running bikes. So it's volume meets opponents. Something's got to give. It's probably going to be your pathway to a championship because Kenyon Drake, I'm sure, is going to bust again. Now, the biggest riser of the week, the biggest riser of the week, single-handedly moving up 20 spots in the running back rankings is 
Going to be shouted into your face hole right after we take a look at our favorite games from Monkey Knife Fight for Tuesday Night Football, baby. Monkey Knife Fight. Go to monkeyknifefight.com. You will see this on the homepage. You obviously have to sign up first. And since we want to multiply the revenue, you first have to insert. Scared money don't make no money. Remember that, all right? Scared money don't make no money. What you got to do is deposit 5 10 15 20 up to $50. When you do so and you use a promo code BDGE when you deposit, they're going to double whatever you put down. So if you just, it, it's just $10, literally $10. No 10, they're going to give you 20 to play with. Once you do that, you go over to the little football action over here. I'm going to click the little football icon up there. Click Dallas. We click Baltimore. And there are a ton of games that you guys can kind of look through and see what you like. But I was looking at some games, and this is the one I most personally, I most personally like. We have over-under or rapid fire. You're going to three and a half X your deposit if you get this right. It's strictly two games that you've got to pick. Passing yards, Andy Dalton. Lamar Jackson, you're getting 30 and a half passing yards from Lamar Jackson. So as long as Lamar Jackson stays within 30 passing yards of Andy Dalton, you win that bet. And I'm going to bet on Lamar there. I know he hasn't been good this year. I know Baltimore is a run first team, but listen, 30 is a lot. 30 is a lot for an Andy Dalton led team. Like Andy Dalton hasn't been fucking great this year. What are we talking about here? Give me Lamar Jackson, 30 and a half. And you got JK Dobbins and Ezekiel Elliott. J.K. Dobbins, 1.5 rushing yards. They're expecting J.K. Dobbins to stay within 1.5 rushing yards of Ezekiel Elliott. And I get it. He's a more explosive back. He's more fun to watch. He's more exciting. But listen, he missed last game with the COVID thing. And again, I've talked about this a lot. For rookie running backs, the mojo thing is very fucking real. Mark Ingram is going to be there. Gus Edwards is going to be there. Had this been last week and he didn't get the and he wasn't on the COVID list and he had the momentum going in from the previous week where he got the most touches, I would feel really good about this. But listen, Zeke is still the guy getting 16, 17, 18 carries a game. It's not going to be efficient. Baltimore's a good run defense, obviously, but I'm I don't know. I'm just I, I just feel like that's a little bit fluky of a line. I think we're projecting too much upside for Dobbins here, especially on the ground. He's a pass catcher, maybe has a, some explosive plays through the receiving game but that doesn't affect the rushing yards. So we're going to go with Zeke, minus one and a half rushing yards. We're going to go with Lamar, plus 30 and a half passing yards. We're going to put $10 on it, and boom, you're going to win 35. And there are a ton of games like this. Like, that is a great fucking return for these two bets, in my opinion. But if you want to just go on Monkey Knife Fight and you use the promo code when you deposit, you're going to get double, and then you can mess around with all these different game types, right? If you like J.K. Dobbins over 12 and a half fantasy points, I don't think that's a bad bet. But it's up to y'all. Y'all can do whatever you want. I'm just here to try to multiply the revenue. Love you. Bike to the rankings. All right. Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin moves up 20 spots all the way up to running back 14 rest of season. I mean, there's not much to say here. Guy comes back from injury. First game back, 21 carries, two targets, 141 yards from scrimmage. Okay. He does not find the end zone, but he has seven red zone carries in this game and three goal line carries, three carries within the five yard lines in this game. Could have easily been a 25 to 30 point fantasy game and everyone would be going nuts about Miles Gaskin. Like, sure. And sure, some of these other guys are going to become a bike. We got Matt Breida. We've got DeAndre Washington. We've got Salvin Ahmed. But the only reason these guys are even close to fantasy relevant is because Miles Gaskin went out in the first place and they were forced to play. And now he's bike. And now he's the guy. And these guys don't scare me whatsoever. So Miles Gaskin running back 14. It's his role. Good to go. They get KC. They get New England. They get Las Vegas. So KC and Las Vegas are good matchups. New England's getting a little bit tougher on the defensive side of the ball. It's what good coaches do. They adjust over the course of the season, and they get better on those sides of the ball. Either way, not scared. Miles Gaskin, pass catcher, goal line guy, 21 carries, 21 savage, run it. Another big riser, Jonathan Taylor, moves up from running back 25 to running back 16. So six plus three, nine slots. That's good math on the go, baby. That's what we got to do over here. We got to be able to do multiple things at once. I have got to be able to talk to you. I've got to be able to put my hands down and stop yelling. I've got to be able to do calculations. I've got to be able to 
drink monster. Big game from the rookie. Big game from Jonathan Taylor. And is now, if you look at the stats, he's probably like one of, if not the most efficient pass catching running back in the NFL, obviously on a very small sample size. He's just been great in the passing game. I wish they would use him a little bit more in that sense. I wish they just gave him three to four screens a game, let him do his fucking thing, give him a hole, and he's gone. He's still not getting a shitload of snaps. He only got around, uh, around 50% of the snaps in their game on Sunday against Houston. But he's getting at least that many snaps over the next two games. And they have Houston again in two weeks, and they play Las Vegas next week. So you get Vegas, you get Houston. He's starting to get some mojo going into the fantasy playoffs. He's an easy, rock-solid RB2 over the course of the next two weeks. And we'll see what happens in week 16 when they play at Pittsburgh. Tough defense, obviously. Miles Sanders, man. Miles Sanders moves down another six spots for me. He's down at like running back 18 or 19. I forget where exactly he is. But again, y'all can go check out the actual rankings that are updated in real. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time and everything. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE. When you sign up on Patreon, you will also get my in-season weekly rankings. So help you with your sit-start questions, etc., etc. It's fucking brutal, man. Miles Sanders gets New Orleans next. No one can run on them. All we can hope for right now, the only hope we really have for Sanders at this point is that Jalen Hurts, like, shoots some fucking energy into this offense. But for now, the Saints... Miles Sanders is like a flex play and not even one that you really feel confident putting into your lineup. They get New Orleans, they get Arizona, they get Dallas. So if they can, you know, move things around, if they get things going in this one, then the next two matchups are good ones for running backs. But hard, hard, hard to like uh, what we're seeing over there from du- from Dougie P, man. The way he's using Sanders is just a fucking travesty. It's criminality. It's it's not justice. Miles Sanders matters. Few injury guys. Few injury guys moving down the list. We have Josh Jacobs missed week 13. With an ankle injury, John Gruden came out and said, I wouldn't expect to see Josh Jacobs back for week 14 against Indy. Tough matchup. Even if he is active, that probably means he's less than 100%. And I don't want a less than 100% guy in my lineup against an Indianapolis defense. Monitor reports closely. Uh, Devontae Booker will be obviously his backup. Who got most of the running back touches, although he did split snaps with Jalen Richard. I mean, you can't look at anything in that backfield as more than a flex play for this upcoming week. But Jacobs will continue to move down if he continues to miss time. We had the big injury last night, the big injury last night to Antonio Gibson. He hurt his toe very early on in the game. He was in a lot of pain. It looked like he did not return. And they ruled him out pretty damn quickly, which makes me very pessimistic about the situation. His ranking is going to be completely based on the news and and reports that we hear over the next couple of days on his toe. We're not sure what it is yet. As of this recording, it is 11 a.m. Tuesday, December 8th. So anything that happens henceforth and hereafter... Don't yell at me, okay? I'm just the messenger here. Very likely could be a turf toe, which means it's probably a multi-week injury, if not for the remainder of the fantasy season, which is a huge fucking hit to most people because he's been rolling as their running back two, if not their running back one for the last month, two months of the season. Gibson, again, I'm very pessimistic about the situation. I have a feeling this is going to be a multi-week injury, but again, I'm just technically a doctor, so don't take my word for it. Make sure you're following the doctors on Twitter that do a great job covering this shit. So going off of that, going off of those injuries, we have J.D. McKissick, who is obviously a big riser given the game last night where he caught 10 of 10 
targets. Alex Smith was the grandma. JD McKissick was the grand grandson. He was like, I'm not hungry anymore. And he's just like, I'm going to keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. This is what happens when Washington plays against a ferocious front seven that gets pressure at will. You get into the face of Alex Smith, he's going to dump off and dump off and dump off and dump off. And that's what we saw last night. So with Antonio Gibson, possibly missing time. J.D. McKissick obviously gets a boost. Now, that's not his role, of course. Right? He's not going to be the early down grinder, but he does start getting involved a lot more on the goal line. Now, even last night, he was getting some carries on the one on the two-yard line. Peyton Barber will obviously get a lot of carries, the early down like shit work that no one actually wants. But J.D. McKissick will get involved in the red zone. He'll get involved on the goal line if Antonio Gibson is out. Plus, he'll get all the targets. And the remaining schedule is San Fran, Seattle, Carolina. That's it's pretty nice for game script. It's pretty nice just in terms of like weak opponents, Carolina in week 16. So I would be surprised if McKissick doesn't catch at least like 20 passes over that three game span there. And again, involved in the red zone, involved in the goal line. He is my running back 26 rest of season. And you could argue it could be higher than running back 25, who's David Johnson. You have Cam Akers up at 24. So all three of those guys were big risers in the rankings this week. McKissick, because the Gibson injury, David Johnson just coming back from his injury up at 25. And then Akers kind of bust out for his first breakout game of thy year. I'd probably take McKissick over David Johnson in a full PPR league because David Johnson stinks. He doesn't get targets, but he is going to get the majority of the carries and he's going to get the goal line work. He has to play Chicago and Indy over the next two weeks. So that schedule is fucking brutal. And I would be surprised if he averaged more than like 2.2 yards per carry against Chicago, but that's neither here nor here. Cam Akers, up to see how long this lasts. He's up to my running back 24, but like it's hard. You'd be hard pressed to say that you're actually confident having him in your fantasy lineup for anything more than like a flex player in RB2. Because little do we know, like if Darrell Henderson is healthy and he's not, leaving the game for a half with the knee injury last week do the carries end up being 12 to 12 or 12 to 10 or 13 to 11 or some shit like that like that's very much in the range of outcomes for how the rest of the season plays out for that running back group but I do think I'd rather err on the side of that not happening I'd I think I'd err on the side of of Cam Akers actually getting the work in that backfield and taking over and then wanting to see what they have with him rest of season right because if he really takes that role if he puts it in a fucking chokehold and body slams that bitch like they know what they have going forward and he could be the feature back for not only the remainder of the season but going into next year he'll have a lot of mojo too it's gonna be really interesting to see where all of these rookie running backs start to go in redraft next year and we're gonna do a lot of like a lot of off-season fun content like that you know like you know, I talked about C-Max, the easy one-on-one. I'm sure as soon as the season's done for fantasy, we're going to do a mock draft of the first round for next year. We'll start doing uh, rookie mock drafts for for Dynasty and shit like that. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel because we'll, we'll be like, we do a shitload of fantasy content during the in-season stuff, but we arguably do just as much, if not more. And it's way more fun in the off-season because we have, to, you know, we're not on like a time frame where we need to get shit out every second of every fucking day. We could be more creative. We could take our time with it and do things that we enjoy a little bit more. So make sure you're subscribed for the off-season content make sure you subscribe to our other two channels as well bunk bed breakdowns which is dynasty specific and make sure you are subscribed to fade the public which is animal and snacks doing a bunch of random ridiculous shit over there on their channel as well both of them are a lot of fun to watch both of them very valuable informational etc 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 i think that just about covers things from the running bike side obviously this is still pending with thursday night football with ezekiel elliott with jk dobbins and again you can get the full rankings once those games are done i will update the rankings on patreon.com forward slash bdge let's move over to zavad recivos there's almost no movement in my top 15 wide receivers outside from like guys moving up one or two spots i know a lot of you guys will probably ask about terry after last night's game but again i think that goes more so to the fact that 
Pittsburgh just got pressure so fucking quickly up the middle and from the edge and everything like that that they just settled for dumping it off to J.D. McKissick every single time. Um, against matchups that are not literally against the best pass rush in the NFL, they'll be fine, in my opinion. Terry will get going. Terry's been wildly consistent. This is like his one bad game in like eight weeks right now, so not worried about Terry. Still a top 10 wide receiver going forward. Robbie Anderson moves up to my wide receiver 18. I think that's like a seven or eight spot jump. With the news that DJ Moore is tested positive for COVID, Samuel is also on the close contact list, so it's possible both of them miss games. I do expect Samuel to be back, but Robbie Anderson's pretty, pretty, pretty 8.7 targets per game should see a boost. If you're if you're getting 8.7 targets per game and you're about to see more than that, you got to be feeling pretty fucking good. So Robbie Anderson's a rock solid wide receiver too, as long as DJ Moore is out da game. Now, Corey Davis, Corey Davis, another big mover. He's all the way up to wide receiver 23 now rest of season and i think you could almost argue the the fact that he should be higher up now snacks and animal are on their way over here in an hour or so we're going to be filming fade the public this week and the episode for fade the public this week is calling our shots we're calling our shots for league winners fantasy football playoff league winners okay we're going to pick probably three or four guys and i'm debating putting Corey davis into this category i had him at i think wide receiver 22 or 23 last week for the for the weekly rankings and now he's moved up there for the rest of the season rankings goes nuts 12 targets 11 catches 182 yards and a tug right now currently the wide receiver 16 in half ppr fantasy points per game he's a legitimate top 16 fantasy scorer right now at the wide receiver position and the beautiful part about the rest of the season for Corey davis detroit jacksonville switch those we have jacksonville this upcoming week detroit the following week and then green bay after that a beautiful slate of matchups because you know who's not getting shadowed by jerry alexander in week 16 Corey Davis. So you look at Corey Davis. He had the week nine donut versus Chicago. Make sure you're following me on Twitter because I'm dropping nuggets like this all day. Week nine donut versus Chicago. Zero catches, zero yards. Outside of that game, he has had at least 67 receiving yards and or a touchdown in every single game that he's played. That is a floor. If you're getting 67 receiving yards, you're probably catching three or four passes, which means you're basically at a floor of nine fantasy points per game. He has been wildly consistent this year and wildly under the radar and this was his first real like breakout breakout game I guess he probably had one or two other ones actually he's actually gone over 100 receiving yards in four of the 10 games he's played this year so 40 percent of the time he's going over 100 receiving yards wild 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 so Corey Davis is this year's Devontae Parker speaking of Devontae Parker big faller in the rankings right we've I've talked a lot about Devontae Parker over the last week or two on this channel just based on the quarterback play very simple I'm not a fucking rocket scientist for telling you that he's a really good start when Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the lineup he's a really bad start when Tua is in the lineup so as long as Tua is a starter in Miami Devontae Parker will be a low-end flex player low-end wide receiver three whatever the fuck you want to call it right now he is the wide receiver 29 for me rest of season rankings and you hate to fucking see it you hate to see it but thankfully we got Corey Davis replacing Devontae Parker as Devontae Parker this year DJ Chark DJ Chark falls down to wide receiver 35 for me almost unplayable it's just impossible to trust him right now with Mike Glennon under center we don't know where the targets are going to be distributed and distributed distributed how did I say that distributed it doesn't fucking matter Colin Johnson is the guy getting the most targets from Mike Lennon? And not that I trust Colin Johnson more than DJ Chark, but I mean, it's nearly impossible to trust either one of those guys. So DJ Chark moves pretty damn far down. And again, this is pending Tuesday night football. So Amari Cooper, you know, maybe CeeDee Lamb has a big game and jumps over DJ Chark and Baltimore. There's no one on Baltimore. Like Marquise Brown can go for 200 yards tonight and he wouldn't crack the top 35 rest of season rankings. I just don't trust him at this point. 
Um, but that's all we got in terms of the biggest risers and the biggest fallers for this week in the rankings. Week 14. Big fucking week. Big fucking week for the boys and the girls out there. I know we don't discriminate over here, although I could see my YouTube demographics and I know that's like 99.3% male, female ratio, but shout out to the 0.7% female ratio. I love each and every one of you. I think on this Saturday's live stream, which is another perk of being a Patreon, you get to hop in the actual live stream with me and ask your question. We're going to go over my leagues, I think. I think I'm going to look through... I, I think I made the playoffs in all of my leagues, except for one. There's one redraft league I think I missed the playoffs in. We have E-Town Get Down. We locked up first place. We got the Go Fade Me Dynasty League. I snuck in. It was America. I'm actually really excited to talk about it on Fade the Public today. It was a crazy, crazy finish to the year that I didn't think I was going to be able to sneak into the playoffs because I had Chubb, Eckler, and C-Mac who were hurt all year, made some egregious trades, somehow fucking backed my way into the sixth playoff spot. And now with Chubb, Eckler, and C-Mac healthy, everybody's fucking scared to play me. They don't want to see commission. They don't want to fucking see commission in the playoffs. I'm I'm really fucking excited for the playoffs this year in fantasy. Last year, ugh, dude, I made the championship in basically every one of my leagues and lost in the championship in every one of them. I, I played in five leagues last year. I made the championship in four of them and I lost in all four of them. It was fucking brutal. You play for 15 fucking weeks. You play so well. You get to the chip game and you lose all of them. It's just like a coin flip, a one a one week matchup, a one day sample size of what your fantasy team is going to do and everybody fucking let me down. Ain't happening this year. I'm fucking clean sweeping everybody. Commission's got the stick out and he's fucking knocking people over the head with it. Fuck it. I'm out of here. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to roll. So I'm going to dominate the rest of the day. I hope y'all do the same. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're new. Like I said, we're going to fucking rock content all off season i got nothing but love for you guys patreon.com forward slash bdge sign up there for exclusive content and monkeyknifefight.com let's diversify the revenue let's multiply the revenue let's pay the motherfucking mortgage tonight i'm out goodbye Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.